What I'm sharing today is called, I have come to bring a sword. And the scripture is from Matthew chapter 10, verse 34. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I've not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Strong words, but they have an ending that brings forth the reality of a wonderful manifestation of God in the earth through his people. Now Jesus was quoting a scripture from the book of Micah the prophet, who felt the burden of serving God above all else, when many of God's people were serving all else above God. That might be what we see around us in the world today. What Micah said is, For the son treats the father with contempt, the daughter rises up against her mother, the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, a man's enemies are the men of his own house, but as for me, I look to the Lord, I wait for the God of my salvation, my God hears me. That's in Micah chapter 7 verse 6. Now, I come to bring a sword would ordinarily be received in the sense of saying that the whole purpose for Jesus coming to us is for him to bring division. No, this is not what the scripture is saying. That is not the purpose, to bring division. The scripture is saying, I come to bring a sword, describing division as the primary effect of what happens when the word of Jesus comes to proclaim the inner kingdom of God. It divides the self-centred focus of our life from his kingdom-centred focus of our life. That's what it does. If a business management consultant visits a corporate workplace with the purpose of bringing efficiency and productivity, he will discuss the order and disorder of what is happening in the company. He'll then set about how to prioritise goals and roles. And some staff may be moved around or displaced and replaced. His comments will have the immediate effect of shaking things up and revealing the disorder and chaos that exists in the place. He's not bringing the chaos and disorder, but he is revealing it and bringing the sword of division that divides between order and disorder. And people generally don't like that. So I'm going to read you an example of what Jesus was experiencing in his own life as the sword of the word of God, the sword of the word of life that people could believe or reject to either live for or live without. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. As Jesus was speaking in a crowded house, his mother and brothers were outside wanting to talk with him. When someone told him they were there, he remarked, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? 
he pointed to his disciples. Look, he said, these are my mother and brothers. Then he added, anyone who obeys my father in heaven is my brother, sister and mother. Now that was certainly a shake-up and a wake-up for all those people and for all of us as we read these very difficult scriptures. Jesus was not speaking personally against his mother and his brothers. Jesus knew full well that his own mother Mary's obedience to his heavenly father and her devotion to himself and his father's mission. He knew that. Mary had lived with that sword piercing her heart from before Jesus was born. And in due course, his own brothers would become his disciples. He had something to bring. Sword first. Jesus had brought to all of humanity the greatest gift of life that had ever existed and would ever exist. Israel, up to this point, had received the best that was on offer, as declared by promise to Abraham 2,000 years before that time, and then to Moses through the law and blood sacrifices. They had the best that there was. And Jesus had but a short time to make it clear what was now on offer for mankind. And he spoke and acted clearly and compellingly at all times. He was saying, you can have not only a better life, but you can have the best life. Believe it and receive it. It means a surrender of our life to his and a surrender of our will to his. That is the cross in our lives, where our will crosses God's will. The vertical dimension of the cross is God's will from heaven. The horizontal dimension is our will on the earth. Where that crosses is where the sword is applied to our lives. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It was a big message Jesus had and he lived it and he punched it home. Jesus also experienced the work of the sword, bringing division and reorder in his own hometown. Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. Coming to his hometown, he taught the people in their synagogue, and they were astonished. Where did this man get such wisdom and miraculous powers? They asked. Isn't this the carpenter's son? And aren't his brothers' names James and Joseph and Simon and Judas, not Iscariot? And aren't all his sisters with us as well? Where then did this man get all these things and they were offended at him? Don't have to do much except speak and do the will of God. Remember that. When you do the will of God first in your own life as the sword comes, so when you walk in the will of God and you do the things that he wants you to do, some people say, I feel you're a bit too different and they'll walk away. Others will know your heart, who you really are, and they'll come closer to you. You see, I believe we're living in the time when God is going to reveal what is real. And if a person who does the will of God lives a real life, 
those that know that person will be drawn closer. So Jesus had to put up with the unbelief of his brothers in his own family who knew Jesus but didn't really know him deeply enough. They'd looked on the outside but they didn't believe he was the Messiah. Perhaps they were too used to seeing him as the older brother, reminding him of things like showing more respect to their mother or being more diligent with their work in their father Joseph's carpentry shop. Like most of humanity then and now, they wanted more outward proof of his supernatural power so that he could impress the crowds more and also convince them they wanted to be validated. They were a bit embarrassed. We see this in the following scripture. But for Jesus, the power he came to exercise was for the inner lives of people to be transformed. It wasn't just to do the miracles. In John chapter 7 verse 2, we read this about Jesus and his brothers. But soon it was time for the Feast of Tabernacles, one of the annual Jewish holidays, and Jesus' brothers urged him to go to Judea for the celebration. Go where more people can see your miracles, they jeered. You can't be famous when you hide like this. If you're so great, prove it to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. But when they really got to know his heart, they followed him. James became the head of the council for the Christians in Jerusalem his younger brother, and the others also, his disciples, after the Holy Spirit came. So the sword was operating in Judea and in his own hometown and even in his own home. For Jesus, the miracles were an advertising billboard and they did get the attention of people to see that something powerful was going on. But that was not his aim in coming to earth. A sign is a signpost that points to something far greater. And for Jesus, the greater thing was not the outward display, but the inward life of his kingdom at work within us. That's what he's come to achieve. Thus the sword. The power that he came to release in the earth was to be exercised in the hearts of men and women, not just for an outward show of power, but an inward power and authority to display the nature of God in the earth, for people to become one with him in the spirit. Mary, the mother of Jesus, fully understood this conflict between the inner and outer life concerning her son Jesus. She knew it. She knew his heart. After Simeon the prophet spoke to Mary and Joseph at the time of his dedication in the temple, he prophesied over Mary, saying, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many may be revealed. It's about revealing. And a sword will pierce your heart also. That's to Mary. She took that on. And Mary lived with that sword of God's word all her life. She'd said to the angel, Be it done unto me according to thy word. That was when the angel Gabriel announced that she would be the mother of Jesus. 
And Mary had to contend with the continual sorrow of knowing that her son was destined to be opposed by his own people and suffer the fate of all Israel's prophets, just as did her nephew, John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin, who was beheaded by Herod. And she lived with the fact that even her other sons that she loved opposed and disparaged him, her son Jesus, that she knew was the son of God. God comes to first expose the chaos and disorder of this world and its lack of love and lack of faith in action. And the sword must come and work in us first, allowing the work of the Holy Spirit to bring us close to himself in mercy and grace to reorder our souls first. The Holy Spirit calls us into the surrender of the rest of faith so that we can obtain mercy and find grace and come from an inner place of love and peace in our relationships in our world. It starts there. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest, so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's where the Holy Spirit reveals to us who Jesus is and transforms us into that same image as we say no to the self-centred things that our soul would demand, the habits that we've formed for self-indulgence and there's nothing, there's no sin in self-gratification, but when that becomes the path that we follow, make that first instead of God first, then we are crossing. We are being exposed to what the cross means. Now, I love to see the supernatural work of God, the miracle work of God, and I've seen it, and I do see it. This work is happening continually if you know where to look. This work happens in the ordinary day-to-day -day occurrences where people take up their cross, follow Jesus, and lay down their lives for one another and are being transformed into his likeness. If you're looking for signs and wonders as a priority, you'll run after the signposts to find them. And the signposts are impressive, but they don't deliver the way the marketing says they will. If you're looking for changed hearts of love and faith, starting with your own life, the signs will follow you and you'll recognise them as being God's confirmation of the sword of God's work through his word in your life. Dividing between soul and spirit and bringing about his will in your life. And you'll see it through occurrences and events that somehow just happen in a way that you could not have possibly planned. God reorders the things in your world around you and you will see them happen. And you'll see in your own life a change, a miracle work of wanting to go down the way that he chooses and the way that you choose 
is not so attractive anymore. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. He's drawing you closer to the abundant life that is within, that does have peace and love and not offence. Further on from the quotation of Jesus from Micah chapter 7 verse 6, we read Micah chapter 7 verse 14, where finally Micah prays to the Lord and says this, Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your inheritance, who dwell alone in the midst of a forest. And the Lord answers Micah back, I will show them marvellous things. Now here's the promise. The nations shall see and be ashamed of all their might. They shall lay their hands on their mouths, their ears shall be deaf, they will come out of their strongholds. They shall turn in awe to the Lord, and they shall respect you as God's people. Jesus knew where he was bringing that scripture from, and he knew the ending of it. We see the same thing in the book of Acts. The Christians actually received favour from the people after the Holy Spirit came upon them. The sword does not only bring some opposition, but it also releases grace in us and through us and draws people towards God. Acts chapter 2, verse 47. And they continued in praising God and having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. There are certain times in history when God reveals, brings things into the open. Do you know what the, the Greek word for that is, revealing and bringing things into the open? Apocalypto. The apocalypse, that's all it means. It just means, here it is, folks. It's happening. Wow, that's bad, yeah. That's real, that's bad, and that's real. But look at this. Look at this light that's coming in the midst of that darkness. There has to be a contrast. It's been too grey. It's been too grey in this world. And here comes the light. In one way or another, if we understand the principle of the sword of God's word, we will live with that sword piercing our hearts for our good. If we know we bear that sword, it will deepen our life of prayer and we will accept our God-given role under God, whatever that is, and everybody's got something to do in their world. And we will find grace. Whether we are opposed by people or accepted by them, whether some will be offended or whether we will find favour, but we'll say to God, be it done unto me according to thy word. A person who is at peace, at oneness with Jesus, can administer that peace to others. Amen. So have a happy new year and watch the Lord unfold what he's going to unfold. And give thanks because you've been given the greatest gift of all time that God's ever given to mankind. And I believe we're living in days when we will experience it like never before. Hallelujah.